0: There was an idea.
1: Romano, i come to bargain. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Baskin Robbins always finds out.
2: I prefer the faster baby. Are you Tony's stank?
3: I am Iron Man.
0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective, the show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo, and we have a full house here today. We've got everyone in the house to talk She-Hulk finale. Peaches, Chris, Robbie, gentlemen, welcome back.
3: Yo. Hello. Good to be here. There's dogs here, too. It really is a full house. Yeah, I know.
0: Look at these. Everywhere (laughs) you look. (laughs)
3: Made that joke again. <laughs> right away. I just went right back to it. This time for posterity. Yeah. For podcasterity. That's it. Uh, now you had to hear it too, listeners.
0: I'm not sorry. I regret nothing. <laughs> I'm not sorry. And today we're gonna to be discussing She Hulk, Attorney at Law, episode nine, Who Show Is This? Written by Jessica Gao and directed by Kat Koyro. Back to the uh, the original duo. Our episode summary once again comes courtesy of Rachel Page. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Jennifer Walters, Esquire, lawyer, millennial. <laughs> Searching for a way to balance her career and her personal life, then an accidental dose of gamma-radiated blood alters her body chemistry. And now, when Jennifer Walters grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. The creature is driven by rage and pursued by online trolls. She's provoked into a rampage that has landed her in prison, and now she is seen only for the raging spirit that dwells
2: within her. Let's talk about this for a second. For listeners who maybe didn't get the joke here, this is basically a shot-for-shot remake-slash-parody Of the intro for the 1970s and 80s television series, The Incredible Hulk. And it was perfect. It was. God, it was so good. There are side-by-side comparisons out there on YouTube. It's, It's very good. That shot of her saying, you won't like me when I'm angry, standing there with Bruce. Like, that is exactly the same pose of Bill Bixby as David Banner saying, you won't like me when I'm angry in the intro. It, it just everything about it it was the same lightning sh- uh, uh lightning strike, the same danger sign, all of that it very was, very good.
4: It was so good I did what I never do which is rewound immediately to watch it again. It's
2: Wow, rewound. Fra- friend of the show Arnaldo uh, has been watching the old incredible hulk TV show and TV movies for his podcast from some of the phantom zone Checks and we have a we have a group chat Um, a spoiler group chat that we get into every, every week after the episode comes out. And the first thing he said was watching all those old episodes paid off.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I like that every intro. Well, I like that a lot of the intros have been slightly different. This one was a little bit more than slightly different, but like, you know, episode four, I think it was, was like the title card was she Hulk by Titania Uh, Episode six, I think it was, was just Jen when the title card came up. And then this one was, you know, the recreation of the the old Hulk show. So I thought that they did some cool stuff, sometimes subtle, sometimes not subtle with the title card. But I also really loved that they had, just like they had back in the day with that show, where they had, you said Bill Bixby, right? Yeah. But the Hulk was not Bill Bixby. The Hulk was Lou Ferrigno. Yes. And I like that they had someone who was definitely not... You know, our Jen in that big Hulk suit doing the smashing in that. Lit, yeah, lit not well. person's name because yeah. I
2: actually have it somewhere. And, um, and
4: it's funny you bring that up, Peaches, because that's what I was watching for. That I was watching for that exact thing. Like, are they going to have a a body doubles? The wrong words. The first thing that comes, but an, an yeah. alternate actress.
2: Yeah, actually. Um. So they have. Uh. We I think we talked about before. Um. But if you look in the credits, there is an on-set She-Hulk double. Who is? She's actually six five, so she's actually the height of yes, She Hulk in the show. Seen that. Yeah, so her so name is. I guess is, that's always
4: true, but you know what I'm talking
2: about. Yeah, her name is uh, Malia Araya Nahinu, But she tweeted um, after the episode came out that there were four um, She Hulks on set at one point. Huh. There was Tatiana Maslany, uh, the She Hulk stunt double, who was named Matt uh, Matt L. I don't know and then her the unset she hulk reference but the one who appears in episode 9 is a guy named Devin Lewis. Good job
4: Devin. You pull it off.
2: Classic Devin. Yeah.
4: What's the name of the, the what's the name of the uh, body double again?
2: Uh, Malia Areya Nahinu.
4: Okay, so Malia Areya Nahinu is the one who should play Urbosa in the Breath of the Wild movie. Got Absolutely,
2: it. Absolutely, yeah. So here they are side by Mommy? side. Mommy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Mommy. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll post this on our Discord for our, our patrons to see.
3: You get hot in here for you guys just now? <laughs> Sorry, M- Mommy. Urbosa? Help. That's I need mess. somebody.
0: <laughs> Jen is startled awake. It was just a dream, but her reality is actually a nightmare because she's now in a damage control prison. Nikki, Pug, and Mallory calmly approach her, explaining that none of them have been able to contact Bruce and pug adds he was super calm doing it considering he was calling the Hulk. (laughs) But that's not the most pressing matter at the moment. Jen has a plan. They need to identify who from Intelligentsia hacked her because they need to be prosecuted. Mallory can't help but point out that they need to deal with Jen first. She was baited and she took the bait. I was angry, and Jen yells back, clearly angry. And unfortunately, all of the witnesses at the gala saw an out-of-control Hulk. The one thing Mallory does have is a plea deal, but it comes with a hefty price. For starters, an inhibitor is placed on Jen, and she is not allowed to turn into She-Hulk. She's released from the damage control facility only to be let go from GLK and H. Watching the news at home, all the coverage is focused on Jen, and startled she finds a gaggle of news crews outside of her apartment.
2: News crews, news crews.
3: <laughs> Sit down in your roll chair and think. Sorry. I don't know.
0: As her parents remind her, if it gets to be too much, the option for her to move back home is always on the table, and unfortunately, Jen takes it. She clears out her apartment and moves back into her childhood room, which also happens to at to her house her mom's workout equipment, and she works out every day at 7 a.m. Also, she I liked her posters. She had like a legally blonde poster, yes. Aaron Brockovich, like
3: oh. I I loved that uh in that scene where like the news people are approaching after she moves back home. Like her dad has always been a great side character in this mm-hmm. show, but I love that he like like threatened them with the sprinkler, right? And then or don't the care if there's a doubt. Da- water pressure. For yeah. Days. yeah, like, Good for you, Dad. <laughs> like what water a, pressure for days? What a good nice, mind. like, non-violent way to like push a camera crew away. Like, you don't want to get wet, right? <laughs> and at this
4: exact moment, there's something else that I was occurring to me that I wanted to ask y'all to help me assemble a list on because that's what we assemble. do here. It's assembly is required. Whoa, but assemble. so Jen here gets angry about. You know, obviously, she has a good reason for being angry. Smashes a wall and a video, uh, a series of screens, and gets arrested and ankle monitored so her powers can be taken away because of that. And I just. Help me think about all the heroes in the MCU who have done worse for justifiable or unjustifiable reasons, and not been ankle monitored. Hey, what's like, the
2: difference between her and all those guys? Okay, so yeah, hold
3: on. I think, on. I think the theme not, of the show might answer your and question. And that's fine.
4: Totally fine. Yeah. But I just, I mean, like starting with her cousin who destroyed a building. Um, yeah.
3: I think she it, did worse things in the prior episode because she smashed up a true. parking garage and threw someone's car.
2: Also true. Okay, but the okay. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It is when she smashed the parking garage, she was being a superhero and stopping the bad guys. People love that shit. They eat that up. They're like, this is good. Uh, especially that the Sokovia Accords are, are, are appealed. They're just like, yeah, we love it when superheroes do stuff.
3: It's fine. I bet the but guy that owned that nice car didn't love it. Do you remember?
2: I hate to bring this up, but there was a presidential election oh, about six years ago. I do not remember. I I try try not to. I try not to. Uh, But one of the big arguments was, yeah, but can a woman be president uh, without letting her emotions take over the important decisions? So,
4: okay, I'm not asking why Jen was ankle monitored. I'm asking why other people weren't ankle monitored. I I think that's the same answer. It's the same (laughs) answer. (laughs)
2: Yeah, but he's a billionaire white dude. Of course he's not going to face any consequences. Yeah. Okay,
3: that one I buy. I think that's the case for most of these characters. Yeah. Is they can get away with it because they're men. Like, that's. Okay, hold on. That's part of the theme of the show.
4: Captain Marvel wrecked a blockbuster,
3: and she went back to space. And how do people feel about Captain Marvel? I'm not asking how people feel about She Hulk. (laughs) Yeah, worse than they feel about She Hulk.
0: I would also, if we're going to keep into the realm of the show itself, I would say that of all superheroes, Jen might be one of the most high profile yeah and she also Mm, unlike Tony Stark doesn't have buckets of money and a legal team to defend her yeah and she also isn't like as elusive as literally every other hero like they all like they're all like secret agents and like do things like and they have secret identities not all of them but like the ones that don't haven't been like caught for a reason because they're all like spies and stuff you know yeah that's
3: true it's also true.
2: She's and a celebrity, and this is the first time they've seen her in full Hulk mode. She has had it under control every other time she's been in public.
0: Yeah.
3: Even, okay, so even if we take away the theme of the show being probably part of the reason and all that stuff, they didn't put any sort of, and I know she doesn't transform, but they didn't really do anything to Titania when she smashed through the wall of a building multiple times, Ooh. went to a wedding and, you know, smashed up that reception area as well. You know,
4: but she's an influencer, so that's true, yeah. yeah, and again, like honestly i it's not that I don't get it. it's that I wanted to pause the show and have y'all help me spell it out.
0: oh, <laughs> so remember what I said about Tony Stark and money? yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah,
3: yeah. mhm-, who daddy issues, what maybe she doesn't have daddy issues, maybe that's why she got the monitor. I'm referencing the end of the show where she mm-hmm. says everyone has daddy issues,
0: same daddy, same issues, yeah. <laughs>
3: Two daddies, two two
0: issues. (laughs) Even though Mallory wasn't too keen on tracking down Intelligentsia and the man at the top, Hulking, Jen and Nikki decide to press on. They've created a poster board of all sorts of leads, but so far all they've found are dead ends. At least Nikki is looking on the bright side. Intelligentsia is made up of dumb dudes, and eventually one of them is going to slip up. Like Dennis Bukowski, who has made his way to the news to talk about his prior relationship with jen
3: man i forgot about that guy until this episode i know
0: <laughs> he was very gross yeah and he's lying <laughs> yes
4: also right about at this moment she has a line where she looks at the it, she's broken the fourth wall a bunch but right here she goes uh is this what you guys want and, and y'all have talked about this in multiple episodes but it was once again a moment of me going this show is so self-aware of its own future detractors they knew exactly is, what people were gonna say is, it's, it's pretty stunning. impressive it's one of those things where someone gets in an argument with you and like ahead of you get making your points they know what you're about to say like it's just spooky
2: is it just sad like is it yes is that yeah saying, is that, is that, a, is that a, a mark in favor of the show like being smart or is yeah. it just sad that i think people in the internet are so predictable oh
4: yeah so for, it's definitely both you're yeah. right it's sad i'm with peaches this show is hyper intelligent yeah. like very 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 smartly written very very clever very um prescient like i i'm stunned at how intelligently made this show is
3: now had the reception by the toxic fanboys and i wouldn't even call them fanboys but they are watching the show and they keep watching it just to hate on it mm-hmm. right uh had that reception not been the way it was it would have been a little awkward but but here but here's what they played it perfectly and here's
4: what's hilarious to me they could have deflated the show they hate by just not doing what they do. Like, if they had just kept their reactions to themselves, pretended that they, let, let, you know, or just not said anything, then then they deflate the show. They defeat what the show is trying to do, but they just
3: can't help themselves.
2: Yeah. That's the hubris of the supervillain. They always are, end up being their own undoing, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Damn. You hate to see it. No,
0: you don't. I do hate to see it, but uh, I, I don't I hate seeing them being deflated. No, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's what I mean.
0: Well, pause to stop for snacks from Jen's mom, Elaine, who comes in with sandwiches and cookies and Nikki happily indulges. Elaine also has a video Nikki might want to see of Jen dancing around in pajamas while at college. Later, Jen sulks into her room with her mom calling downstairs that she's thinking about moving the bookcase and can use Girl Hulk's help. <laughs> Jen yells back that it's She-Hulk and, or she was She-Hulk but not anymore. Lamenting to us, Jen muses, I know what I said, I know is what I said I wanted. Wait, what? I know this is what I said I wanted, but this doesn't feel right. This is, it isn't even a reluctant superhero story. I'm just getting screwed over. She tries texting Bruce again, but the message isn't delivered. What about talking to Emil? He might understand, and summer twilights might be a good place to escape for a few days. I'm not running from my problems. It's a mental health break. Jen declares. Arriving at Summer Twilights, Jen is greeted by Wrecker, who sets her up in a guest room. Later offering her some tea, Wrecker mentions that Jen will probably have a lot to talk about in group tomorrow. But Jen doesn't really want to go to group. She just wants to talk to Emil. Where is he anyway? Nikki, meanwhile, is on her own journey. She uploads the embarrassing video of Jen dancing in college to Intelligentsia, and like clockwork, Hulking reaches out to her. There's a private meeting tonight, and Nikki should come. Only one problem, they think a bro is coming, not Nikki. Hey Pug, are you busy? Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, he really didn't seem comfortable with that. <laughs> I, I, I love how uncomfortable he is with it. Though. Yeah, what a swell guy. Pug isn't so sure this plan is going to work, but Nikki is on top of it. She puts a headphone in Pug's ear, and she's going to be there talking to him all night. Also, it's important that Pug blend in and refer to all women as females. That was maybe my favorite joke in the yes. episode. <laughs>
4: and the lines and especially when when i rewatched um we rewatched together with the subtitles on the lines these dudes are using are just so like just so picture it I would say the same thing if she was a male. Like I, uh-huh. and it just yeah. like like in the background, you can hear people saying stuff. Oh man, I, I forgot I'm just something. saying
3: you know, that well, like, superpowers should go to the person yes. that deserves yes. it the yes. most. Oh my god, like, that one, they yes. that earned it.
4: I heard a bunch of that stuff with um when Obi Wan came out. There were a whole bunch of people. Why are you focusing on Leia? She's not the she's not the special one. And like they literally actually call her the other hope in the movies. Yeah. No, you don't. No, did you? What are you talking about? Like that. That was the phrase they were using like just like that um and then someone is oh you you just can't you can't make jokes anymore and this is just mm. again the show being intelligent it's a she hulk and a lady thor <sighs> mm. i spent like so often through this series uh, the
3: mcu strikes again every
4: time they had the intelligentsia stuff i went through this moment of watching these guys and first being taken out of the show and thinking. I'm having trouble buying this. Like this is unrealistic. These, they have no reason to hate her. So this doesn't. I'm not getting their motive. I'm not. And then I sit and realize, no, I know enough that I know this is is realistic. And that's freaky and weird. But
3: do you guys think that any of these people that are like having meltdowns are just doing it for the attention and they don't actually believe this stuff? It is absolutely
2: absolutely a. uh, It's a it's a grift. Uh, I I, yeah. So much of the
3: outrage.
2: Mm-hmm. culture that you see on youtube and the internet you know you can monetize that
3: yeah i want to hope yes. that there are people doing that but at the same time like, i don't know that it's the majority
4: but they exist. i don't even
3: know that i actually believe what i just said because I, like listen i understand like we're, we're watching a movie or we're watching a television show right so like mm-hmm. acting is a thing i understand acting is a thing but do you really want to be known as like you know, I don't know five years later you come out and say like hey all that like shit i said about she hulk that was just for like uh, money do you want to be that guy you
2: never give up the grift that's right the thing. right Correct. yeah Correct.
3: like you're gonna be known as that guy forever yeah you can't
2: best case scenario is you end up owing a billion dollars to mm-hmm. the uh the people you've disparaged yeah i just, <laughs> alex I just... jones sorry
4: and uh, yeah that's a good example like and alex jones has a screw loose like if you go back and watch his college videos like he's always had a screw loose he just yeah. at some point realized wow this makes me money yep um so yes the grift exists there's also an element of fitting in like hey i found this community i can be a part of so i Why may or no. may not but
3: the wrong one
4: <laughs> oh absolutely like no, no no hold on this is not a defense yeah. it's just like there's a lot of different ways you end up being this person and it's not always that it's it doesn't always i would say probably most of the time but doesn't always come from a genuine place of this actually bothers me yeah um, yeah which isn't a defense it's just there's many many routes to make it to that yeah. location
3: and i like i understand too like a lot of people will go out there and say like and i've probably even said this maybe on the podcast maybe you know complaining about these this toxicity hey if you don't like something you don't have to watch it i would say Like legally binding wise, if I decided I didn't like this show, even though I am a podcast host on this podcast, I could say I don't feel like watching this anymore. You guys do this episode without me. I could, but also, there is like I do feel some obligation because we do this show to watch everything that we plan on watching, right? Like, so maybe I would still watch a show that I hated. Yeah, I did that with Eternals. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe I'd still do it just so we could talk about it. But I mean, I, there, you don't have to, yeah. right? Like no one's no one's holding you down and forcing your eyelids well, open.
4: For a lot of them, I don't. I don't. I, I think it is is enjoying hate. Like it is enjoying the feeling of anger. It is enjoying maybe. the feeling of being that way. You feel powerful
2: it, if you can rile people up.
4: I mean. I don't Sound know. Soundlord and I spend a whole lot of time watching sports, and it mostly just makes us angry. So. Not that what? I
3: want to empathize with this, but I'm having a hard time putting myself in those shoes because oh, yeah. I can understand That's the... That's because you're a well-balanced individual. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, I told you about my last therapy session, but... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Well, balance in this aspect of your life. We all have our issues. Like, I understand the allure of a show that's an intentional train wreck, right? Like, you watch, like, Survivor, Big Brother, The Bachelor, shows like that. They're not for me, but I understand the allure of them. But I don't understand the allure of watching something I actually hate.
4: Also, I'm going to add something to that. Before the podcast, Eduardo and I were talking about Rings of Power, which has big, big, big hate groups coming from a different... And they keep watching it, too? No, no. Someone watches it, recaps it, and oh. people react to their recap.
2: <laughs> yes, that so that's that's a happens with Marvel and Star Most Wars of, as well. When oh, I go into yeah.
4: the threads reacting to that show, it is mostly people who didn't watch it. So it's people who are that reacting to claim the they don't
3: like broccoli that have never eaten it. Yeah, yeah that's a it. That's yeah, a good point. I, I don't know how
2: many comments I've seen about various shows and movies. Like, wow, reading this, I'm glad I, I made the mm-hmm. right decision not to yep. watch it.
3: Yep, I
4: saw huh. a bunch of that with Obi-Wan. Like, I knew
3: this was going to be bad.
4: I saw a bunch of that with Obi-Wan. Like I knew this yep. was going to be terrible. Glad I didn't watch it.
3: Yeah, yeah like I I mean I'm just th- I'm, I'm trying to, but I like I'm reflecting on my own experience I'm like, "Okay, well, when I tried to watch American Horror Story, I got to I got through the 4th season and that was it. I couldn't do it anymore. I liked seasons 1 and 2. I thought 3 was okay. 4 was a slog, and then I was like, "I don't like this show anymore. I'm not watching it." Also, yeah.
4: Peach, let's add one other thing a not insignificant number of these people. I hate to mother's basement this, but have a lot more time for watching stuff, whether they like it or not. I wonder
3: if their moms know how much they hate women. I mean, whoa, they know their mom's a woman, right?
4: They probably hate all other women.
3: Oh, I'm making assumptions now.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Once inside, Pug meanders around (laughs) with the rest of the bros who complain about the fact that now there is a She-Hulk and a Lady Thor. Come on. Also, Lady Thor is not with us anymore. Well, uh, spoilers for Love and Thunder. Yeah, how did they even,
3: how did they even <laughs> Wait, know?
0: Uh, I'm, well, she made
2: appearances on Earth, so. Wait, what? I, what?
3: You, you have you not going. seen Love and Thunder? No, I have
2: not. Oh.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> but mean, but you, you know. But you can
4: keep going. You can keep going. I'm kidding.
3: Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Great you joke you
3: made, Eduardo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> With a little push from Nikki, Pug enters the conversation, simply stating, females. Am I right? yeah females am i right (laughs) this gets uh, todd's attention todd welcomes Spug into their world and starts going on a rampage about how she hulk wouldn't even have earned her powers without the hulk so why do all the dudes have to act like she earned it the way todd sees it superpowers should go to the person best suited for the job Via the headphone, Nikki instructs Pug to mention that Jen got the uh, things through nepotism, and Todd is into it. But how did Todd get into all of this in the first place? That's when Todd reveals his dastardly plan. He created Intelligentsia. He's Hulking. Addressing the room now, Todd is so proud that they showed everyone that She-Hulk is a monster, and they're just getting started. He does have a weird little jumpy kick on stage to show his excitement. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a surprise guest here the abomination email enters to cheer and claps in full abomination mode and don't forget he promised not to do this anymore womp womp i
2: also i when i saw where they were and i realized oh this is the abomination's barn i got very sad i was like i can't believe emil would do this
3: did you realize that long before he showed up because i did and i was like why are they here yeah also Oh, keep going, but what? I have something.
2: I'm going to say all the posters on the wall and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. no, no, no.
3: They tried to hide it at <laughs> first, but I think we spent so much time yes. in that one group yeah. therapy yep. scene that I was like, we've seen like, this I before. know this set. Yeah, I <laughs> thought e- either you're reusing sets lazily.
2: or <laughs> yeah. But um, I did like that when he came out, it was very clear that he had no idea what yes. this group was, mm-hmm. and he was just doing it yep. because, oh, a group hired me to be a motivational speaker, so I'll do that. That's funny like, because we a, said that while
3: you weren't here. Yeah, I was going to oh. say
4: everything you're saying right now <laughs> peaches was saying before you walked through the door.
3: <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. I think Eduardo said it. It was oh. me, but that's Oh yeah, key. I'm yeah. sorry. It was Eduardo. It's like I don't remember I mean I agreed with it. Well, but.
2: Eduardo I agree with you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I was and then I'm glad that like as soon as like you know things started getting crazy, he did kind of like Try to help Jen. I was yeah. like, okay, he's still a good guy.
4: Is that canon, or was that uh, <laughs> Just because he's a retconned bad guy. by the end of the episode?
2: We'll have to talk about that, because I don't know if anything was necessarily retconned. I feel like we kind of skipped ahead, but that's something we'll, we can talk okay. about For later. the budget.
3: That's not in my notes, For but actually, budget. I do want to talk about that. For the budget.
0: Unfortunately, this is the exact moment Jen enters the room. She gazes up at Emil, shocked to see him transformed into Abomination. Also, Todd is shocked to see Jen. She doesn't have time to unpack whatever's happening with Todd right now, scolding Emil that he promised not to do this anymore. That's when Nikki bursts into the room, too, to inform Jen that they've got to get out of there. Todd created Intelligentsia, and he's hulking. Revealing more about his plan, Todd informs Jen that he hired Josh to seduce Jen and steal her blood so they could synthesize it. Now Todd's going to become a Hulk, too. Is too much happening? Yes. Jen is bewildered. (laughs) Not at Todd, but at the show this can't possibly be where the season was going, she says, absolutely flabbergasted.
2: This real quick, I want to point out that they don't really get into this too much, but he's yelling about, now I'll have these powers that I earned, and he had explicitly said that Jen stole the Hulk's powers. <laughs> he literally stole her blood to get these powers. He didn't and even once, do he it. he does not he, have the self-awareness he, to realize. He, he didn't even again, do that's it.
3: realistic. He yeah. hired a guy to do it for him, he hired someone else to sleep with Jen so sh- he could steal her blood uh-huh and then he used that guy's work so it's it's even a further layer down it's yeah not only did he not earn it he made someone else do the dirty yeah. work well maybe he tried to do the dirty and work it's And it's a hundred
2: percent believable that this yeah. guy would still think that he yep. deserves these powers
4: yep I um and a legion of of sycophant bros would also believe he deserved those powers
0: yep But no time to dwell on that as Titania bursts through the sides of the building. And if that's not enough, Bruce jumps in out of nowhere. (laughs) As Todd lunges at Jen, Abomination scoops her out of the way. All Bruce sees is that Abomination has Jen, so those two start battling it out. Elsewhere, Titania is just flinging Intelligentsia bros across the room. Good for you, Titania. (laughs) This is a mess. None of these storylines make any sense. Is this working for you, Jen asks, needing to know our
2: opinion? I would like to know what everyone's opinion was at this point before she started breaking the fourth wall.
4: Okay.
3: I also thought it was a bit much. Yeah, me too.
4: I think my reaction was, this is cool. It's going to be a bunch of Hulk and super strength people fighting, but this is A, cliche, and B, really messy. Why is everyone here?
2: Yeah, because I think we've even talked about how we... We're hoping that Bruce didn't swoop yeah. in and yep. save the day in yes. the end, and
4: it was going to become one of the. I, I felt like it was begun, going to become one of those things that was going to be fun to watch in the moment, and then it would reflect on and go, "That was bad."
2: I felt like something was coming because I, I was like, "This is, they're too smart for this," <laughs> you know. They know what what they've been doing. They wouldn't have, you know, the Incredible Hulk come in and save the day on She Hulk's show.
3: Yeah, I know we're about to we're about to lead into the fourth wall, the super fourth wally stuff. I'm curious if you guys know, because I've never spent any time thinking about this further. Do they ever explain in the comics, like, how Fourth Wall works for the characters that have the ability to break it? Because, like, you mean they do how for Gwen, Fourth
0: Wall works.
3: Like, Like, obviously, we know how it works. Like, the characters talking to us, they have some awareness of an outside world, right? But, like, does that mean they're actors? In their world, since they know um, we're here, I,
0: I think, to think if about you that try to think about force wall breaking too much, your brain will explode.
3: Yeah, that's why I'm wondering if there's ever been an explanation or no, not. No, Mar- I think it is I think,
0: think any explanation wouldn't make sense. Yes. There's
3: one in Marvel,
4: specifically Gwenpool. Like that is her. Power, okay, but that but... is
2: because she, her backstory is that she's from our world and ended up in the comics. Yes. Um, hmm. As far as like She-Hulk and Deadpool go, I don't think there's any real explanation that, you have, that you're supposed to think too hard about. Yeah. It's just, uh, okay, this is that kind of character. I don't need I there DC, to be one. I know in DC, there's uh, a character called Animal Man. And around the same time that She-Hulk was, uh, was running, uh, Grant Morrison, I believe, had to run an Animal Man that has like gone into legend because it got extremely metatextual by the end hmm. where Animal Man first of all looks out at the reader and goes who are you what are you doing and ends up talking to the writer and mm. like having a conversation about how animal Man doesn't have any free will just does whatever the writer makes him do and it was a larger commentary on that they didn't they know with She-Hulk and Deadpool they do not go that deep with it it's really just more a comedy thing sure sure um so yeah I, I don't think there's any real explanation but like I mean her very first issue of her comic book, she's on the cover saying, Buy this book or I will come to your house and steal rip up all your X Men comics. You know, so <laughs> it was just very much a this is a comedy, we're not gonna take it too Wait, seriously. Wait, She Hulk
3: will come to my house?
2: Yeah, don't buy her book. <laughs> if you wanna
3: <laughs> Let me buy an X let me buy one X Men comic and not buy her book. <laughs> there we go. Um But summoned her. <laughs> but yeah, I-, I
2: think with the Marvel characters at least, they've never really done anything deep with it they've never really gotten into how it works it's just sort of a the rules for this character are a little different because sure. they're a little more comedy
3: yeah and i don't need there to be an explanation i was just curious if there was one yeah
0: clearly the show isn't working for someone but don't adjust your television screens now on the marvel disney plus landing page <laughs> jen starts yelling through the title card for marvel studios she hulk after smashing through that she peers at the different titles before landing on marvel studios assembled that'll do she swigs into that show. I love when
2: anything does something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Hideo Kojima is the first thing I thought of uh, I thought of Eternal with, Darkness. Uh um, yeah. you know those are he you know he made the Metal Gear Solid games. Eternal Darkness another good example of video games PT. that like yeah PT they play with the idea of being a video game where they send you back to the menu screen or the TV video cuts out. Um some movies have done the gremlins Two as an example yes.
3: wandavision <laughs> where... didn't break the fourth wall but wandavision did something like this you know when like wanda was rewriting oh yeah yeah scenes yeah, yeah. there's that there's that moment in one of the episode four or five or something of wandavision where yeah, vision says something episode, right yeah. and then he like and he goes back and he says it again
2: yeah mm-hmm. and 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 i remember thinking that disney plus had like had a weird blip or something yeah like they yep.
3: oh they they edited this weird yeah, suddenly I, we're in a different spot in the dialogue i thought i accidentally hit the remote i'm wondering someday uh-huh.
4: someday the like the audio or the landing page will change and like this joke won't work anymore or they'll yeah. update actually probably they'll just update the show given how disney plus operates but i
3: suppose they could
4: yeah um i
3: don't think they would
4: no this got me not only was did this get me and it was very clever yellow yet again this is why this show was so smart because I don't remember if I got a chance to talk about this on the podcast because I've had to miss so many of these, but it's routinely been in my notes in case I could make, to, make it to the podcast, which is I get taken out of the show when it is so obvious that they can't show her transformation. And it's obviously for budget reasons. But as the season has gone on, I have realized, no, they get that and they're lampshading it and they're making fun of their own limitations. And I think and that to me makes up for it. That this is going to sound weird. I get taken out of the show. And as it went on, I realized that's by design mm. and it actually in a way makes the show better. And, um, or at least, I don't no, know. I agree. I, like, like, or at least makes it okay. If, um, and this was the ultimate, like, like, yeah, yep. We never show her transformation. We are so committed to saving that money that we are going to do it behind the Marvel <laughs> studio or the, uh, behind the Disney plus school. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny and it's just so smart. And then also, this show, I think more than anything the MCU has ever done, is a comic book on screen. Yep. And it is better for it. It is it is fan just so so clever. And obviously, not, you know, we have talked many times, it's good for everything in the MCU to be different, like have unique styles and approaches. Um and this I think just knocked out of the park, just you know, uh, just being an homage to comic books and very specifically she hulk comics yeah I, I just fantastic just so smart
2: i was going to talk about this later i'm just going to go ahead and bring it up now because that's a perfect intro to this <laughs> i did something really dumb yesterday um somebody sent me oh, it was arnaldo again actually sent me this uh uh tweet from the she hulk account just one of the showing the little ad that says all episodes now streaming and the reason he sent it was because it was like see every smash and he goes well there's two you don't see uh, but the point is, I was dumb and I read the replies to that tweet. Ooh, and it's amazing how many dude bros are out there saying, you know, I would have liked this if she'd been more like the comic character. She's a badass or she was just try- this was just very clearly trying to be like Deadpool and failing. It's like, tell me you've never actually read She-Hulk. Right, without yeah. telling. absolutely. There's, like, she invented this. Like she's predates Deadpool doing this right. by like 10 oh, yeah. years. We talked
3: about that in our first podcast yeah. episode.
4: There's one way, one small way that I think A, is okay, and B, they kind of got there at the end of the season anyway, where I think she is not like She-Hulk, which is is Jennifer Walters is, a, is extremely comfortable and extremely happy with being yeah. She-Hulk. Um, And so that this, you know, jealous of her own alter ego thing is not that comic accurate but still worked in the show yeah it was also, it was her journey of, to that point I think they got out of that by the end anyway yeah. yeah so as I, I think that it. was other fine because that, she
2: needed some kind of journey
4: other than that I think I might genuinely argue that this is the most faithful
2: adaptation of any character in the MCU it's it's certainly up
3: there it and has for sure made I, me want to keep reading more She-Hulk runs as well I, and
2: like I can say there there are some people out there who didn't like this finale because the fourth wall stuff was a bit too much for them I get that
3: I I, I can understand
2: it no, not being wrong. your cup of tea Right. Um I don't disag- I don't agree with you but mm-hmm. I understand why someone might yes. not like that. But you can't say that it's not like the comics right. because it a thousand percent is. It's
4: two separate arguments. It's this is not this does not appeal to me, cool, that's fine. Yeah. And while well, this is not a good adaptation, you're wrong. It is a fantastic adaptation.
2: Yeah. It's an adaptation of something that you also wouldn't like in the first place. Correct. Absolutely. Which again Absolutely. is valid. Like if if the reason you don't like She-Hulk is because you don't want fourth wall breaking stuff in your MCU stuff, sure. I I, I get that. But yeah. Again,
3: though, you should have stopped watching after the first episode. Yes.
2: I and I, I can also see someone who might watch it and go, okay, her talking to the audience is fine but her breaking into marvel studios is too much I, you know i everyone has their line yeah i don't didn't, mm, I, I don't know where my line is i'm
3: having a hard time with that because what's the difference
2: There's there's a difference i, I mean there, I, there are if other you shows Lord.
3: if you can break the fourth wall what is the difference
2: well it's like one thing to break the fourth wall when it is like it's a convention in some tv shows and movies that there are characters who directly address the audience ferris bueller's day off is an example fleabag is another example i think they've even cited fleabag as an inspiration for the show right where the main character will turn and monologue to the audience mm-hmm. uh, but It's one thing for Ferris Bueller to talk to the audience and be like, hey, uh, here's how I'm sneaking out of school today. It would be another thing for Ferris Bueller to go to the Warner Brothers lot or whatever studio put that out.
4: And even if you're supposed, if you take it super literally, which you're not supposed to, but even if you take it super literally, the ability to realize you're being filmed and you can talk to the people and you're talking to the camera is not the same as the ability to appear in a web-based app. and Yeah move from one app to another yeah i i can see someone having
2: degrees of of their suspension of disbelief for that
4: yes i
3: agree okay i don't know if i'm fully there
4: now uh, and again i don't agree with the people who that broke this for them but i do with sound lord that those are different levels and
2: it's fine i'm just going
3: back to the comic adaptation point and saying like sure but it would be something she would do in the comic, but so, that, that's what we're that's, saying
2: is that it's yeah. o- it's okay to be like you know I don't like this and you probably wouldn't like the comics for the same reason. It's d- it's a different thing when you're saying I don't like this. It should have been more like the comics because yeah, yeah. you could not be more like the comics mm-hmm.
3: other than being a comic.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Jed! You've broken the fourth wall and welcome to the real world. She marches out of a soundstage on the Walt Disney Studios lot and crosses across the campus before ducking into the She-Hulk production offices. Inside, she finds a bunch of She-Hulk writers who are utterly shocked to see her standing there. What the hell, guys, she asked them. What kind of stupid finale is this? And this is taken directly from a comic run where she goes and like does this to her writers, right? I believe so, yeah. it's the, She's
2: confronted the writers and editors of the Marvel Comics before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: According to the writers, this is a twist for the show. There are certain things that are supposed to happen in a superhero story, one of the writers tells Jen. She's not buying it. Why can't we do things differently? Well, this is the story that Kevin wants. Okay, so be it. Jen wants to talk to Kevin. The writers erupt into laughter. No one talks to Kevin. Kevin's value is immeasurable. The writers would murder to protect Kevin. Jen's not buying it she's gonna go talk to Kevin
3: <laughs> I want to interrupt here real quick to just say because I was talking to you guys about this so I want our listeners to know in case they don't watch with subtitles that my only nitpick about this show was apparently or this episode was apparently fixed but mm-hmm. if you watched this as soon as possible or, or maybe even, I guess that's three in the morning if you watched this pretty close to the release time um, and you have subtitles on, In this bit where she's talking to the writers about Kevin, if you don't have subtitles on, you don't know that Kevin is an acronym. You don't know that it stands for whatever Kevin stands for. But if you had subtitles on, they did not take the time immediately to change K period E period I. You know, they didn't change it from an acronym to his actual name. And so. I don't think I would say this ruined anything for me because it still ended up being funny and clever. But to see in the subtitles that they, when they said it, it was being spelled like the acronym. And when Jen said it, it was being spelled like a name, mildly spoiling. But when we watched it about an hour ago, just to recap before we started podcasting, they had changed it to where every instance of Kevin even after we meet the robot it is spelled like it is someone's proper name. So just a little Good. tidbit yeah. for those of you that did not watch it immediately. It looks like they fixed that.
4: I did think that was really interesting uh, that that you mentioned it. I didn't watch the subtitles. So I didn't catch it.
3: I will also point out, um, I'm not going to. Uh, this became one of those shows that I woke up half an hour before I would normally start work on Thursdays to watch first Got thing it. in the morning. So, um, yeah, that's why I know.
4: I won't spill too much of my wife's work life, but I will say that she actually does talk to Kevin Feige as part of her job. And so that that line of nobody talks to Kevin, she sat up in her chair and go, I do. And then got really really excited. And then she was actually disappointed that it wasn't Kevin. Um, I may or may not have, I will spare many details, but I may or may not have once jumped out of the shower, not realizing that Kevin was on a Zoom call in my house. It was a bad time.
0: Marching into the Marvel Studios office, Jen is greeted by a friendly receptionist who first makes her sign a very long, extensive non-disclosure agreement. Then the receptionist calls security on her anyway. So why did she have to sign? Well, everyone's got to sign the NDA. The Marvel Studios security officers are no match for She-Hulk, as she easily picks them off one by one, passing through the hallways on her way to have a little chat with Kevin. Finally, arriving at his closed-off space, Jen finds a room full of monitors as the Marvel Studios fanfare blares in the background. What are we watching here? Thor, Ragnarok, Avengers Endgame, Black Panther. Jen's bewildered. That's when Kevin drops from the ceiling. Sorry. K E V I N, it stands for Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnectivity Nexus. Nexus. Obviously. What, were you expecting a man? Turns out Kevin's the one who has been making all the behind the scenes decisions that he'll answer all her questions. But first she has to change back into her regular self off camera because the special effects team has already moved into another project. It says Black Panther Wakanda Forever in theaters on November eleventh, twenty 2022. Get tickets now. <laughs> this happens when you get the synopsis from Marvel.com. Yeah.
2: Um, we need to talk about Kevin's hat just real briefly. The fact that his <laughs> his design actually had a baseball cap looking thing above the <laughs> yeah. uh, robot eyes or whatever. Apparently, it was written in the script that he had a hat. The original like concept art, it was actually a robot wearing a baseball cap. And the real Kevin was like, this is weird. Why would he be wearing a hat? And they're like, this is the thing you have a problem with. That's the step too far for you is putting a hat on this. And so they redesigned it so that it just suggests a baseball cap. And I think that was actually a lot funnier.
3: I agree. I mean, they show, I maybe it's the same art, but in the credit sequence of this episode, they show him wearing a hat hat uh, in yeah, the sketches at the end.
0: Kevin starts gloating about how he's the most advanced entertainment algorithm in the world, and because of this, he can produce near-perfect products. Some are better than others. But he leaves that debate up to the internet. And just because Jen showed up doesn't mean she, uh, she can start giving Kevin input. But this is Jen's show. Considering she's a lawyer and She-Hulk is a lawyer show, she would like to give Kevin her closing argument. And it's solid. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is known for its big spectacles, but it's often said that Marvel movies all end the same way. Kevin needs to know who was saying that. Why did Kevin need to throw in so many plot lines and this weird blood thing going on with Todd? What if we don't do that? Jen was excited. (laughs) Her story was all about learning how to live as both Jen and She-Hulk, but things started falling apart as soon as she started getting a solid grip on that. Kevin willing to hear her out, wants to know what she has in mind for the She-Hulk finale. For starters, get Hulk Todd out of there. The powers aren't the villain, Todd is. And I want to say that is what I said last week. We were having that discussion about, um, who was it? Uh, That one dude, uh, Android guy. Uh, Yeah, yeah.
3: Mallory and And Awesome awesome Android. Android and all that stuff, yeah.
0: That was kind of what I said last week was that, you know, the, the villain isn't, like, this isn't a show about a big villain at the end that she has to fight. It's about, you know, like, the, the sort of the underlying tones, which I don't know if they, like, fully addressed any of that in this episode, and maybe that's, like, a knock on the episode if you were going to give it any is that they never actually fully addressed, you know, what the the topics it was battling. But I don't know if necessarily the show's purpose was to, like, com- Combated I don't know, it's hard to explain.
3: The the thing that I'm really glad, like from a I don't know, maybe his maybe he's super good at science. I'm not sure. But I'm glad that this got written back into Todd didn't get Hulk powers because like the whole point is that Bruce's like they were trying to like with Bruce, right? He was trying to recreate a super soldier serum and it like worked specifically with his blood that gamma radiation was like, okay, we're cool. And then it worked with She Hulk because they're related and had similar blood structure. So, does Todd also, was he meant to have similar blood structure too? And
0: to that I say, I played bass for Blood Structures. I know you (laughs) did.
3: I have all their albums.
2: (laughs) I imagine that in a hypothetical world where the, uh, you know, they played out that plot, they would have been, oh, he actually can't handle it and it ends up killing him or something. Yes. Yes.
3: So I'm glad that they did away with that for like these weird background reasons <laughs> that I had in my head.
0: And Bruce, why did he need to swo- swoop in in the last second? Kevin tries to explain that Bruce was going to show up and explain what he was doing on nah, never mind. Save it for the movie. As for abomination. Jed wants him to hold himself accountable. And also this big climax should be during the day. One last thing, Jen would like to see Daredevil again. Oh wait, one more thing. What's with all the daddy issues in the MCU? Last thing, promise. When are we getting the X-Men? <laughs> A <laughs> <laughs> little wink at the camera yeah. <laughs> so good. We both just did that to each other <laughs> Kevin can't answer any of that While Jen's going on about everyone's daddy issues He recalibrates his programming So Jen won't be able to tinker with the show again With that, your shoes are back to the episode Already in progress See you on the big screen, Kevin
3: We now return you to your episode Already in
0: progress Now, back in her show She's got the resolution she was hoping for all along. Jed marches to Todd, and while everyone else thinks they're getting ready for a battle, Jen has other fighting words. I'll see you in court. Got him. (laughs) On cue, Daredevil arrives, ready to help. I really like how he (laughs) drops in out of nothing. (laughs) He drops out of the sky. It's It's like like he just dragged and dropped Daredevil (laughs) into the episode. He's like, I'm here to help
3: no it's it's already over bro (laughs) you you did your best
4: also by the way worth it to me just to see daredevil again even if he doesn't do actually anything
3: yeah i wonder how he thinks he got there
4: (laughs) i was really sad i was not able to be on last week because boy did i
2: want to talk about last week
0: i mean you can talk about any of it right now yeah I,
2: I, this I is know. our show. Yeah,
0: sure. Do what share, you, share you want. Share your daredevil thoughts, real quick. Where,
4: where, where are my notes? Where are my notes? Hold on. I delete this this dead air. I wasn't.
0: You just prepared. said, "Boy, can I talk?" And now you can't talk. What's <laughs> yeah, happening? Yeah. Well, I wanted
4: my notes. I don't know. I obviously. I guess the
0: answer to that question was no. Obviously, <laughs> I
4: was outrageously excited about it. I just. Uh, I, I think the the music sting I think is the part that really got to me when he yeah. just says, "I'm daredevil," and you hear
5: the. Yeah.
4: I, it was just so good, and then oh man, the hallway bait and switch when they start yeah. setting up that Daredevil is gonna we're gonna have a famous Daredevil hallway fighting sequence, and of course it was spoiled to me because my wife goes, oh she's gonna drop through the ceiling, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> and then she does. Damn, it was funny, but I knew it was coming because she's
3: prophetic. You know, it's, you can't
2: let a friend of Kevin spoil the show for you. Yeah, yeah. right,
3: friend of Kevin. Um,
4: and then it was, I don't know, it was just it was just so cool seeing him, and they got it so right and yet also so MCU at the same, like what the MCU has become at the same time. I just, it it was absolutely worth it. I, yeah.
3: Did you think it was bold of him to wear ketchup and mustard as his superhero colors? I did actually.
4: I I liked it quite a bit.
3: Sponsored Um, by Heinz.
4: Oh, and then, and then that the climactic battle is the two of them knocking people around while having, uh, conversations of best legal strategies. Like I just, oh man,
0: chef's kiss. It was exactly what you want out of a lawyer superhero fight.
4: Uh, It sold me that, that, Last episode was at 10, but we can talk about this episode. Mm -hmm.
0: Jen's taken care of everything already, but it's super great to see him. She's got to deal with Emil now, who is going back to prison for 10 years for violating his parole. All's well that ends well, huh? At a very happy barbecue, Jen sits with her family and Matt around a picnic table. Jen's dad, Morris, can't help but quiz Matt about his practice back in Hell's Kitchen, which quickly leads to talking about how expensive it is to raise children in Outland, Los Angeles. Dad? But Daddy, I love him. <laughs> it also can't be a family cookout without Bruce, who shows up to explain where he's been and what's going on. He'd like to clear up some confusion as to what happened while he was on Sakar. Everyone meets meet his son Scar, and this has been something people have theorized since Bruce went away in the first episode. Yeah, or this yeah. This is the end uh, of the first sec- episode. Uh, yeah, second episode. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but people have theorized that this is why he went back to Sakar was to get his son because people have started to notice that like in Ragnarok you can like look and see the the character that the Hulk has like a thing with in Planet Hulk. Oh, okay. Really? There are like ah. statues of like faces in one building and yeah, th- people have like circled like this is her. Yeah. One of them is beta. Rebels. Oh,
3: is she one of the, Uh-oh. uh, is she one of like the gladiators there?
0: I don't remember her story. I don't believe okay. she is one of the gladiators there. Gotcha.
2: She in the comic, she's like a native Sicarian who helps like lead an uprising. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Of course, uh, the story, the comic is a little bit different because I don't think the Grandmaster is involved at all.
3: It's interesting that Kevin, uh, that Kevin gave in to all She Hulk's asks, but then still put the Bruce. Uh, where was he at the end? Uh, I mean, they didn't put it. They didn't put him in the fight that didn't end up happening but it is interesting that she was like we don't care about that this is my show and then okay but we do a little bit
2: Uh, according to jessica Gao, they their original plan was they wanted to have some kind of big cameo in the final scene Mm. and then as they were writing they realized that that was so dependent on people's schedules and all these other things that like oh we can't do that And like well what if we tease a character and the real world kevin said how about
0: scar
3: (laughs) so yeah a monkey's his uncle scar i
0: right, know i got it okay <laughs> later heading into trial and once again reinstated as a lawyer jen as she hulk heads to court before she makes it up the steps she stopped by a reporter asking if she's got a message for todd the message we're sending is that if you attack harm or harass innocent people i'm coming for you when asked if she means in the courtroom or as a superhero jen pauses for a second before answering both the difficult diva of law herself
4: So Soundlord you kind of mentioned this But I do want to actually talk about this ending here Um, And this is going to be one of those things that like I'm only going to overanalyze because We're on the podcast and not that I think Actually deserves to be overanalyzed but What how much did we Retcon with her conversation With Kevin
2: I almost feel like And I've seen a lot Of disagreement about this on the internet Okay but for me I feel like The only big retcon Is Bruce showing up Okay. I feel like what they probably did was skip ahead a little bit because the point of the show was not the fight. Uh, I thought the bit that she had uh, in her conversation where she's like, "Him turning into Hulk isn't the stakes. My stakes are this," mm-hmm. and that's what you know the, the whole series was building up to. My my one knock against this episode is I wish they'd actually dealt with those stakes yeah. in the episode. Yeah, I feel like they didn't really. Yep uh that's the only thing that is a knock for me we'll get to our ratings later so you think um i can't even remember his name but uh todd
4: todd yeah you think todd did hulk out but they just solved it no i don't think he. i think
3: i i'm i'm interrupting you no please sorry to say that i think that they took the blood plot line away at the end and it was just probably an intelligentsia meeting that got out of hand
2: well, I for me, I think the blood plot line is still important because that's what introduces her to Wrecker, and that is a big part of her personal journey. No, 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 I'm sorry. When she's in the intelligence, or not the intelligence.
3: I yeah, mean, I don't think he injected himself with the blood. Oh, okay. I think the blood plot line still tried to happen, and he did not end up injecting himself. Got it. Okay, that's, that's my fair, guess
2: that they stop him before he's able to inject him. Okay, I, yeah. I, I'm I down with that because then you don't need Bruce showing up for the fight.
3: Because Titania's still there. So maybe Titania oh, yes, busts there. in and oh, is there. the one that causes the commotion. Got it.
4: And then someone just calls the cops off screen. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, because clearly this meeting still happened because Todd gets arrested. Abomination or Emil voluntarily Mm -hmm. you know gives himself up for breaking his parole Mm -hmm.
4: the other question i have about the ending so okay so she gets arrested and ankle monitored because she hulks out and hits a screen now we all know everyone knows what happened is some people exposed her they arrest her because she hulks out and hits a screen then those people get arrested we already knew they existed it was just that was irrelevant she's needs to be ankle monitored Uh anyway but because they get arrested, now she gets her job and gets to be She-Hulk again?
2: Yes. They, there's a line where they say that they drop all charges against her because of a criminal conspiracy that was okay
0: uh, unearthed.
4: But I'm just saying we already knew there was a criminal conspiracy. That's fine. Mm. I'm overthinking it because I'm on a podcast.
0: Well, Lamila hangs out in his damage control prison, his things neatly packed, a portal appears with Wong apologizing okay. that he's late. He got sucked into another TV show, didn't he? We're really in the age of peak TV, he offers up before assisting Emil through the other side to Cartage. Is it a shared fridge policy, and what's the Wi Fi situation? The, the uh, password to Shangri La.
3: <laughs> now we care about Wi Fi, Emil.
0: So, how do we think this show is going to affect the rest of the MCU?
3: Man, I hope it affects it a lot. I want Jen and everything. Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay, yeah. The, the part where he said. When Kevin said, uh, see, "See you the on movie. the big screen," oh, I got so excited, and yeah. then, then he was just making fun of her.
3: Yeah,
2: but I still think we'll see her on the big screen. Yeah, she's I, uh, she's gonna end up being brought into the Avengers yeah. somehow. Also, I I think that Jen and Bruce are now going to be Matt Murdock's ticket into the inner circle of Avengers. I, that I makes can sense. I can already imagine you mm-hmm. know in an, in like the Kang Dynasty, Jen and Bruce show up for the big fight. And she's like, "This is Daredevil. He's very upset. You never invited him to one of these before," and <laughs> that's how they deal with the, uh, you know, well, where where was Daredevil in Endgame?
4: That would be pleasing to me. I uh, yeah, I'd love to see her <laughs> and everything. And even even real world talking about the real world, like Chadiana um, Maslani is a phenomenal actress who oh, yeah. has deserved to be in big movies long before. So like like I don't know if anyone's seen Orphan Black. I haven't watched the entire series, but she is in incredible at playing multiple different characters like it it's she's she's i'm a big tatiana Maslany stan yeah i would love to see her in films
2: um i also wonder you know we know that matt murdoch is coming back in echo and in his own show in daredevil born again and i, I think did it's not easy. know he was in echo oh
4: how no i'm excited yeah because uh, i i'm behind on the streaming show yeah. news yeah uh, uh,
2: yeah he and fisk are both in or uh, he and vincent i knew fisk Alfredo was both, i didn't and Fisk obviously makes the most sense, but I'm, I'm 90% sure that they that okay. he is also in it. He no, is, I believe you. he is. Yeah. That excites me. Okay. A- and then he's coming back in, in Daredevil Born Again, which is going to be a long series. And I think it's safe to assume that Echo and especially Daredevil are going to be more dramatic in tone. Maybe not as dark and violent as the Netflix Daredevil shows. We'll see. Uh, but certainly, you know, on the more serious side, I think, I think yeah. that's kind of safe to assume.
4: I mean, maybe Hawkeye-ish, but a little less silly.
2: Yeah. And I'm wondering how, now that we've gotten this side of Daredevil and apparently he and Jen are kind of keeping this thing going, one, how will they acknowledge that in the future? Will they, you know, that he's maybe got a long, a long distance relationship with She-Hulk going on and will she show up in any of those shows? Probably not Echo, but like in Daredevil, could she show up in that? And if she does, is it just how will they blend her, the tone of her character with that show? Or will she only show up for like one episode and that's kind of the breather episode? You know, a lot of dramas will have like the one episode that's a little lighter, a little more fun. Is that what they'll bring her in for is, you know, kind of a breather and then the next episode, you know.
3: Yeah, like Daredevil season one where they spend an episode smashing a dude's head in
0: a car. The breather episode. Mm Well, see, when you only have 13 episodes, you don't get a breather episode. It's the <laughs> breather it. episode, he ended up stopped breathing. Yeah. When you say longer,
4: like how how long are we talking
3: about? 18 episodes. Echoes 18?
0: No, uh no. Daredevil. Okay, is. that I'm I didn't know.
3: So excited. Yeah. Oh my god. I wonder okay. if those are going to be half an hour as well. Oh my god. Another thing
4: you said now that we've seen the side of Matt, I'm actually very pleased um Matt Murdoch is not quite a Peter Parker level uh, jackass, but Matt Murdoch is a jackass. <laughs> and so I'm really happy that we're kind of going to get a little bit of that too, it looks like. Yeah. Uh,
0: you guys think we're going to get a season two? I we better. sure hope so. I think so. We if we don't,
4: better. Um,
2: I'm gonna go talk to Kevin myself
4: despite the the obvious trolls, I think reception to this has actually been extremely good.
2: Ratings have been good. I saw one rating that it compares favorably like to House of the Dragon as far as like streaming ratings have okay. gone obviously not to the same level, but when you take streaming ratings are weird because they go by minutes watched okay. and proportionally speaking for hour long drama versus thirty minute um, thirty minute comedy, it's been good yeah so so i would be surprised if there's not a season two
4: well and purely anecdotal but like my my social media feeds are full of people every week reacting to how much they're loving this show in a way that i think probably only compares to wandavision from mcu shows yeah we loved loki and i knew lots of people that loved loki but my news feed was not was not people reacting to loki. people
2: have craved something different mm-hmm. in the mcu and i think that mm-hmm. this fills a nice spot that i I really would like for them to continue i i could see the show going on for several seasons kind of occupying its own fun corner but we can bring jen into the movies for an avengers or a planet hulk Mm -hmm. if the rumors are true i don't know not to get too into the weeds in the contracts but uh, someone found an sec filing security exchange commission
3: not not the southeastern
2: conference no um Say, where Marvel was spelling out all of their licensing deals and they talked about the Paramount deal that they had for distribution of Marvel Studios films and how, the terms of that one were for a certain number of movies or 15 years, whichever came first. And then the next paragraph said uh, Universal has a deal for The Incredible Hulk and any sequels to that film. And, the ter- and it says the terms are essentially the same as the Paramount deal. Well, if that is true, The Incredible Hulk was released 14 years ago, which would put that Jesus. expiring next year. Um, Don't w- ever say that at, again. W- at w- yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's the reason that there has not been a Hulk solo film is that Universal would be able to distribute it. Marvel Studios still get to make it, but Universal gets to distribute it. And Disney's not wanted that. But if that deal is expiring next year, then Hulk movies are on the table again. And I know a lot of people are expecting a Planet Hulk or something or a World War Hulk now that they've introduced Scar and and Jen, you know, so so that could be on the table maybe someday down the line.
3: Also, didn't Kevin, not that like necessarily what Robo Kevin said in this show is canon, but didn't he also have a line about there being a season two?
2: The writers talked
0: about a season two. Oh, yeah. That's,
3: that's my canon. That's what I'm going with. Yeah.
0: Episode ratings. I'll start. I'm going to give it 10 Kevin hats out of 10. I really liked this episode. I thought it was really cool. I really liked that it was just different. Um, I honestly wish more episodes would have been like this. Like I, I wanted them to go. And maybe now that they've seen the reception to this next season, they'll be more willing to do crazy, wacky stuff like this. It felt like they were like slowly ramping it up throughout the season. Yeah. Um, and I want to see more of it. I think it was really good. Peach, what about you?
3: I think this is my new favorite finale episode. I also gave it 10 fourth wall smashes out of 10. I
0: feel like you've said that in the past like three finales.
3: Well, yeah, because they keep getting better. <laughs> but actually, my other 10 out of 10 was the Loki season finale. So th- mm. that's what it's competing with. Is I, I think it does a better job <laughs> sticking to the same pacing as the rest of the show. I like that they pushed a little bit further with the fourth wall stuff to the point where it was really like fun and meta. I, I liked those moments. The The moment on the Disney Plus menu screen, really like my jaw was on the floor starting from then on. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this, but it was in the best way possible. And I liked, I liked that you were right about a lot of the like villain stuff that we were like tossing around here on the show. I liked that it ended up being about Jen and it didn't end up being about, you know, these string of supervillains. Like even even Titania didn't really have that much to do with the final story, which I've seen some people complain about, but that was something that I liked was that they were kind of more like rivals than anything. Yeah. They were like silly rivals. And I don't know, the way that this wrapped up and and just how fun the episode was, I think I think it was just on point for the rest of the show. So, I think it's my favorite though. I guess depending on the mood and I need to go back and rewatch Loki. Maybe that one takes takes the top spot for me. But right now, this is like, yeah, that was the best finale. Chris?
2: This is also my favorite finale, I think, of a Marvel show so far. Uh, so I gave it 9.5 throwback intros out of 10. Just docking those, the half a point for uh, what we talked about earlier with how they resolved the, the, the stakes storyline, I guess. Robbie?
4: I had not even considered favorite finale until y'all brought it up. And as I'm sitting here, I I like the finale a lot in What If, but I think I might agree with y'all that, like, and this is, I didn't hate the finale in some of the other ones either, but yeah, I think I might agree with y'all that this might be, having not seen Miss Marvel, I think this might, oh, I really like the Hawkeye finale. I really like the Hawkeye finale. But other than that, like, yeah, this might be my favorite. Um, He really
3: likes the watch ambiguity. Yes. Yes. Will we ever let that go? (laughs) Never. No.
4: But, uh, yeah, so I liked it a lot. I didn't like it, like, perfect rating like it a lot, but I'm going to give it nine incels out of ten.
3: If this were a national holiday, this would be not letting stuff go day. I told Eduardo and Bailey this yesterday, but I was looking at my Facebook memories, uh, and this is the day in my history that I'm not going to go into it. I'm just saying it's the day of the only escape room I ever failed, and oh, and you oh guys no. all know that story already. Oh yeah. But I didn't realize today was that day. So I'm today so is the day of not letting things go. Let's talk about that watch. <laughs> <laughs> one thing
4: I will say real quick is um, the watch is one of the reasons that I like this series significantly more than Hawkeye. But just finale yeah. in isolation, Fair. I think I might like Hawkeye more.
0: Hmm. Fair series ratings. Um, I think the finale was really good. I think the rest of the show, while good. None of them, none of the episodes to me reached sort of that height of the finale. I think there was like an episode or two there and they were all like good. They were good comedies, but this one was like great because of how far it took it and how great it was. So I'm going to give the series as a whole 8.5. I was right out of 10.
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I think this show really did it for me.
0: We don't have to get into that. Yeah. Oh, I'm we sorry. We know me, you like the big Hold one. <laughs> on. Let me
3: edit what I was about to say then. Mommy, sorry. No, I really liked... You know, when I read the comic run that I read prior to the show starting, that made me really excited for the show. And then as we talked about earlier in this episode and on many other of our recordings, I just love how well this was adapted to a screen from the comics. It felt very true to to those those works and um I don't know I just had so much fun with this there was there were obviously episodes that I rated slightly higher than the rest but everything was pretty steady across the board from start to finish every episode had something in it that made me laugh um there I there was I can't even like really say that there was one episode that much worse or that much better than any other one so for me, I'm putting this at 9 storylines working for me out of 10. Uh it's I mean, I would I I would like to watch this again and I watched every episode at least twice. I did get around to rewatching them all before we uh recorded, so that was cool. Chris,
2: you took the words out of my mouth. Um Aha. you know, you said pretty much everything I wanted to say. Uh besides that, just I enjoyed the change of pace that the show was. I enjoyed the comedy. It was actually very funny. Good performances from everybody. It was a little weird. It was fun seeing some of the established characters come and play in a funny corner of the world. Uh, so yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, nine peak TV loving sorcerers supreme out of ten. <laughs> Robbie,
4: I liked it a lot. Um, man, to me, one of the things that was great is how episodic it was. Like that was not that I want everything to be like that, but one of the thoughts I had that I didn't you know that's in my notes that I didn't talk about from last week um was that last week's episode was great if it was the first episode of she hulk you watched because um it each episode here was self-contained now that means that there wasn't real the overarching villain wasn't overarching villain wasn't important um but like that's fine and Peach has kind of already covered that That's there's no problem with that because the show was about jen and each episode was its own sort of self-contained storyline and i thought that was like great i enjoyed it a lot so um you know that it's and i think i I politely disagree okay don't disagree have different feelings than eduardo where this actually may have been one of my least favorite episodes but that's saying a lot because this season was so good um, or not saying much because this season was so good so anyway i'm going to give it nine perfect adaptations of a favorite character out of
2: ten i just want to point out that you gave one of your least favorite episodes nine out of ten right yep that's uh i really really like the series. that's uh high praise right
0: there mm-hmm. so mvps i'll start <laughs> Is
3: there a discussion here <laughs> right, right right
0: yeah <laughs> it's just jen right yeah, <laughs> yeah. just jen just jen <laughs> Tatiana Maslany,
2: who's probably the mvp of any show she's in
3: yes yep <laughs> i yeah there's not really a debate but i i do want to just say and i think we probably all agree with this too Great side characters in this show. Sure. Ginger yes.
2: Gonzaga was great. Yeah, so was yeah. Pug. Whoever, uh, put
3: Josh. Right. Is it Josh something? Sorry, Pug. <laughs> actor. Josh something. But, I mean, how how is it anyone other than
2: yeah, it's, Tatiana? Yeah, there, there's no debate there, I think.
3: Yeah, uh,
4: like, Charlie it, Cox was maybe the MVP of his episode, but that yeah, was yeah. the one episode he was in for the show. And and even then it's maybe and that's again saying a lot. Um, it's uh, it was Jen.
3: I, I don't think there was a weak
4: character.
2: Yeah. Tim Roth was great playing a completely different take on a meal yes. than he did in the Incredible Hulk. Yes, you know it was fun seeing him kind of play this Zen version of him.
4: It was also funny to be reminded that Tim Roth is in the MCU.
2: <laughs> yeah, Benedict Wong is always great. It's always a pleasure mm-hmm. to see Wong show up in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah, it's Jen.
0: All right, series rankings. For me, I still have Loki and WandaVision sort of at the top of the, the tier rankings. I've got She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight all in the same tier, but mine goes Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. And then it's Hawkeye, What If, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Chris, what about you?
2: Um, We have a new number two, everybody. Wanda- v- WandaVision is still my number one, but a She-Hulk, again, much like WandaVision, just kind of hits a lot of things that i really enjoy it's like very uh, very much like a wow here's a show that is catered to my interests so i have wandavision she hulk loki as the s tier and moon knight as the a plus tier i've missed marvel ahead of hawkeye and i'm wondering if i still feel that way or not but uh (laughs) um the watch yeah the watch yeah but I can't say too much because someone on this couch hasn't finished Ms. Marvel yet.
4: How bad of a
3: spoiler is it? Damn it, Ivy.
2: Um, I think the villain's a little weak in Ms. Marvel. Oh, okay. Um, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, but yeah, I have them. They're about the same, honestly. Followed by What If, and then, of course, Bring Up the Rear. Unfortunately, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm still looking forward to Captain America 4. Peach, how about you?
3: Bringing Up the Rear. Yeah, I, uh, I still have everything the same. Loki and WandaVision I have on... Equal footing at the top that could be switched at any moment. Third for me is this: it is She Hulk uh, beating out Miss Marvel, which was tied with Moon Knight in my opinion. I have a lot of ties on this D plus show list. Then Hawkeye, then What If, then Falcon. I don't know though. I I went back and I watched Wanda. I'm thinking about this from a like data perspective. I went back and rewatched WandaVision, right? And I did it because I wanted to watch it specifically before Multiverse of Madness. So I did have an external reason other than i just feel like rewatching this i've not gone back and rewatched loki so maybe i should go back and do that um to bailey just double just, check
0: bailey just had it on she was like watching it um a few weeks ago and it was just like on in the background and like i don't remember what i was doing but i did like look at the tv and then just kind of sit down and kept watching it because it like oh yeah is just so good I that i was f- like oh it's low and it's so pretty and i have a feeling it's i'll a still love show, it maybe.
3: but i would you know every time we we do this we end up talking about a retrospective on the retrospective and i'm yeah. like i wonder if i still feel the same way about loki well, you sure. know if you
2: need an external reason uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania it's coming oh, out true go. not too far from now That's and true, uh, yeah. kang the conqueror will be making his official debut
3: yeah, but those are, I mean, they're two things that are very tonally different, right? Loki yeah. is very serious. I mean, there's jokes in it, but the tone is very serious and, you know, important and in a different way than this show is important, you know? Sure. So they they scratch different itches, as Robbie said. Speaking of Robbie. uh,
4: Okay, so WandaVision is definitely number one. And if you look at my notes, I would be changing them right now if I was doing edits because as we've talked through this, I had Loki number two, but I think I'm going to flip it, and I think I'm going to put She-Hulk as my number two as well. That's maybe some recency bias. it's maybe number the fact two, my <laughs> It's maybe the fact that we've been sitting here talking about this. They were they were definitely close. I think they'll probably always stay close. Um, I re Loki, and we do a retrospective on Loki. Maybe I flip them again. Uh, but right now, I'm going to say that She-Hulk is my second favorite Disney plush So MCU Disney plush show, so far. Uh, and then I'm going to go with Loki um, and then we've got a new tier that goes to What If in Hawkeye and Moon Knight, and then a new tier where Falcon and the Winter Soldier are significantly behind
0: every other product. You should watch Ms. Marvel so we can uh, hear what you think of that. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. You guys are entitled to have your opinions. Obviously, we do this show. I think you're both absolutely crazy for putting <laughs> She Hulk in front of Loki, but it's <laughs> well, it's it's your choice. You can do uh-huh. it. Sure. I think you're cuckoo bananas, and there's no way I would ever put. I am again. She Hulk in front of Loki.
4: I am going to say similar to what these. What I think just said a minute ago. I think both of them are about as good in their execution at being what they're trying to be. I think I am personally more interested in what She Hulk is trying to be. I, I so this is mostly, also disagree
0: with that. Mm. I think. Uh, and maybe this is just the way that I feel, I think Loki fires on all cylinders and executes everything that it is doing to the highest degree. I think the music, the writing, the acting, the visual storytelling, I think it all as a complete package is just so pristine. It had that mystery element, and maybe because since we've moved away from that mystery element, we've kind of like fallen off of that a little bit, but at the time... It was such an engaging show to watch because we were like, "What is happening?" We have no yeah. idea, and it was so interesting. And now we've like been a little bit far removed from it, so some of that magic may have may have worn off. But I don't know, man. Like to me, Loki is this like it is so good, and I like I like She Hulk. Don't get me wrong, I have it uh, fourth, right past Moon Knight. Um, but man, I I I cannot see a world. It's like me putting She-Hulk in front of WandaVision. Like, I just, like, I don't think... I think they're in two different tiers. I think...
4: Well, and I think a lot of... This is obviously extremely personal. I think some of it is also probably... I'm fairly fatigued on mystery box television and really Hmm. miss episodic television.
3: Now, I can't, I can't understand that because I love a good twist. Yeah, I love a good mystery. I can love
4: a good twist, but mystery box seems like all people want to do on television. I, I love
2: now. a good twist. I do not want every Marvel show being like that. Yeah. And I think She-Hulk, much like WandaVision to me, even though WandaVision was very much a mystery box, it's stylistically such a change from everything else we get mm-hmm. that that freshness just really does a lot for me. I, and I think it's telling that my top four shows uh, in the MCU – uh, are the weirdest shows that they have done. I agree. Almost in like
0: descending order of weirdness. <laughs> I mean, your top four and my top four are the same. They're yeah, just the just, order is different.
3: I think, yeah. aren't all of our top fours the same? I think so. Yeah.
0: No, Robbie's is different.
3: Oh, wait. Well, yeah, but mine has a bunch of equal signs too. So I technically have a top five.
2: Oh, right. Because I have Moon Knight yeah, a lot lower than we do. Whoa. I didn't.
4: <sighs> Why is your Moon Knight so low? Because I just thought, thought it was entertaining.
2: Okay. It's not low like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Low. No, yeah. it
3: is
4: significantly, significantly. Yeah. Oh, I see the double.
3: The- I see the double uh, yes. greater than sign yes. down there. <laughs> yeah, it's super greater than what uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh,
0: super greater was my favorite position. Yes,
4: and I think I discussed it on the in episode. Bed? I also kind of wonder if I would have been <laughs> higher on Moon Knight if I had been free to be on those episodes and like talked to. So I was ta- not talking to a single
0: person
3: about Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah can you take me higher so
0: so we should talk a little bit about how we're going to be cuz right now we're going into a little bit of a disney plus drought. Next disney plus show to come out is going to be next year sometime. We
2: got the Guardians Holiday Special in December.
0: Sure, but as far as like actual yes, yeah, as far as like ongoing, shows go. actual shows it's weekly. not until um spring. We don't
2: have an actual release date, but spring 2023. And, and that's, that's a long and time. And that's yeah. Echo, right? Uh,
0: it's uh, Secret Invasion.
3: Secret Invasion.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that's a long time from now. So probably now. not until March. So we wanted to kind of keep you guys updated as to what we're going to be doing next. So our next episode is going to be a, our Werewolf by Night episode. So keep on the lookout for that. We should have that out for you next week. Um, from then on, we're going to be going bi weekly. So um, two weeks from then, we're going to be doing a Thor 11 Thunder episode. And then once we finish the Thor Love and Thunder episode, um, we're going to kind of continue on our biweekly structure. But we will then have um, the X-Men movies that we have been talking about doing for quite some time. So we're going to start with the first X-Men movie and kind of go from there.
3: Thanks,
2: Deadpool. Yeah, we will be going in release order of the Fox X-Men movies from X-Men including the Wolverine movies, the Deadpool movies, and ending with The New Mutants, a movie I forgot about until I looked up all the X-Men movies
0: uh, the other day to get ready for this. It was just added to Disney+. Plus. Oh, excellent. But um, also, for all of those that are keeping up with our bonus episodes, which you can listen to if you subscribe to us over at patreon.com slash assembly required, we'll have another one hopefully coming out for you towards the end of this month. Um, and that should be a pretty fun one. Yeah, we're, we're excited about this one.
3: Yeah, look at this incentive to be at the hero level. There you go. You want more than bi-weekly, baby? Get one more a month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so recommendations. <Dang>. Recommendation <laughs> jingle. Yeah. Uh, does anybody want to start with their recommendation this week? I'll start. Um,
2: in keeping with my, uh, my October pledge of only spooky recommendations, i like to recommend a game I started playing yesterday. Uh, called Vampire Survivors. It is on Steam. It's five dollars. I wish it were on uh, console. It went up. Yeah, it went up from three yeah. <laughs> to five dollars now. I, I forget if it's five dollars or five ninety nine, but the point is it's cheap. Um, it's pixel art style. Um, you play at. You can. There are multiple characters that you can unlock, but they're your sort of Castlevania hero archetypes. It's like the first guy you can play as is a warrior with a whip. Uh, the next one you can unlock, uh, she's a sorceress. And um, there are other, I think there's like a priest and like one other kind of character you can unlock. And basically what you do is, it's a top-down view. And you are just attacked by swarms of spooky creatures. Bats, skeletons, zombies, witches, oh ghosts. Um, and all you do is walk around because you attack automatically. But every attack that you have goes out at a certain, like, on a certain interval. Like, maybe it's every two seconds you whip, if you have a whip.
3: Like Cadence of Hyrule?
2: Sort of like Cadence of Hyrule. It's not set to, like, the rhythm of the music, huh. but you do kind of get your, your, uh, your rhythm going. And as you defeat creatures, you collect gems. The more gems you collect, you level up, and every time you level up, you can either upgrade. It'll give you, like, three options, and there might be one to, like, upgrade a weapon so that it's either more powerful or the cooldown time is less or you can get new weapons and the weapons all stack so like i had a run last night where i was like eight minutes in and i had like four weapons happening i was like whipping to both sides i was throwing knives in whatever direction i was facing i had a magic wand that was shooting out uh fireballs at the closest enemy i had uh, a bibles surrounding me um i uh, was throwing holy water and like each i was throwing axes every single weapon plays differently and you can get different upgrades for them as you level up and it's just a game where you try to survive as long as possible and they just keep throwing more and more and more powerful enemies at you and it is a lot of fun um not not like i said not very expensive not very like memory intensive or anything um but it's a fun diversion that i think is absolutely you'll get five dollars worth of fun in one night i think uh so that's my my recommendation who's next
4: i can go i'm gonna recommend sports uh really it's just (laughs) that's all i have time for this time of year because this is the
0: um this is the best time of year
4: it is why was that so funny Because I rehearsed it.
0: <laughs> Just sports? I'm going to recommend sports, you nerds. <laughs> yeah. Go touch grass, you idiots. losers. <laughs> you want us to play sports or watch
3: sports?
4: Uh, either. Okay. Because uh, oh, well, for playing sports, this is also the best time of year. This is so
3: such a broad recommendation. The weather
4: is kind of cooling off, but it is yeah. it is a broad time. Of, like of This is the best time of year for sports right now. Um, right oh. now, we are recording this podcast during what looks like it might be the, one of the best weekends of college football in years decades like this is an outrageous slate of games of course by the time you're listening to this it's already over and maybe it was ended it was disappointing and sad um and
2: hopefully i'm happy by the end of it that's, yeah, that's well, all i care about and
4: side note by the time you're listening to the podcast i would have made my first visit to the swamp with sound lord and bailey um so uh i'll be going to a florida game today and that's going to be fun Chop, chop! i haven't been to a college football game in motherfuckers ooh, a very long time not since i graduated i don't think
2: <laughs> Jump it and romp it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but this is when college football is getting really intense. Um the NFL is going like on. Camping. Um the MLB playoffs are happening, which is always really fun. It sucks that every team is left as evil this year. And so that's sad and disappointing. Um but and then if NBA you, just started. Yes, and if you like the NBA and the NH- NHL those just started. Right, so like, right. This is, NHL too. Um it can be hard for if you're interested in multiple of those sports balancing, like I'm usually so the sports I'm a fan of kind of becomes more about this is the one that's on like like i i part of why i'm not that much of an nba fan is because i just don't have time to watch football and the nba so this time of year can be very hard but everything's really high stakes and fun at this point so sports good recommendation
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, you hear I'm what, for did you hear what bailey said no I recommend food. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend oxygen. For the record, I
4: back up Bailey on that recommendation. I also recommend oh, food. Food yeah. is that great. Food is a great recommendation. Food is one of my okay. favorite I'm things. I'm going next. Hamburgers, cereal, candy, I don't feel grains. threatened that
3: Eduardo will steal mine this time, but I'm going i I'm going to go next and no, I'm going to recommend. No, you're not. I <laughs> already hold on, claimed let me it. I'm going to try to
0: predict what you're going to say. I... It's probably pretty easy, honestly. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I know. Don't say it. I want this one. Well, first of all, my like non-recommendation recommendation, because I feel pretty like this is pretty obvious by now with how often we've all talked about this. If you've liked this show, go read one of these comic runs. I don't think it even matters which one. Pick a She-Hulk comic run and read it. I recommend it. It was a lot of fun. It was m- one of my favorite, if not my favorite, runs I have read for these shows once I started reading some of the comic runs. I'll
0: piggyback off that because I just started Daredevil showing up in the last episode. made me go back and read, oh my God, what is it called? Uh, the Man Without Fear. Mm, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by mm-hmm. Frank Miller mm-hmm. um, and uh, forget who the artist is on that. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's so... Unbelievably good. It is so good.
4: Eduardo, if you like Man Without Fear, I am strongly going to recommend you
3: watch Daredevil season three.
0: I'm, he just, is. I'm in the middle okay, of good, watching good,
3: it. Good, good. Tell me everything.
2: The oh, thing- John Romita Jr. was the uh, artist. Mm-hmm. Good.
3: The thing I'm actually recommending is y'all probably know that I'm a Flanistan, a Mike Flannistan at this point. Oh, yeah. And uh, I binged the shit out of The Midnight Club, which just premiered in the middle of last week. Uh, or the beginning of, I don't know. I don't know when it happened because it's a blur. I watched it as soon as I could. I was up until four in the morning watching the finale. Um, is it my favorite Mike Flanagan show? No, because Haunting of Hill House is very hard to dethrone. And Midnight Mass is also extremely good, but it really hits you in a tough way. But if you ever watched Show of Hands, did you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? If you watched Are You Afraid of the Dark and you like that concept, that is very similar to what The Midnight Club does. So it's basically a Mike Flanagan take on what if a bunch of kids sat around a fire every night and told ghost stories to each other. But there's also a different story going on in the background because it wouldn't be a Mike Flanagan story if there wasn't something extremely sad also was going say, on. Are
2: you afraid of the dark, but sad?
3: Yeah, it's it's they're telling <laughs> these ghost stories, but all of these kids are terminal patients at a hospice. There it is. Um, so... That's what makes it extra sad, and it's just—I mean, it's what you expect out of a Mike Flanagan show. It's—it's it's atmospheric. It's sad. It's got—it's uh, got great monologues. Not as long of monologues as I would say, like Midnight Mass has, which is probably for the better. Midnight Mass had oh, yeah. some
0: long monologues. Yeah, it
3: really did. Um, but the cool thing about this show, in addition to everything I just said, is Mike Flanagan really wants this to be an ongoing series. Now, he doesn't have a guarantee. I read about this uh, like right after I finished the show because it does end with some questions. It doesn't answer everything it puts in the first season, which at first I was mad at because every other Mike Flanagan show has intentionally been a one-season thing. So I was like, why aren't you answering some of these? I need to know. Well, it turns out he wants it to be an ongoing. It hasn't been signed for by Netflix yet, so it's not a guarantee. It will. But he said... I agree with that, but he said if somehow Netflix doesn't sign it for a second season, he will just explain the stories that he left untold on Twitter. That's nice. Yeah. So I think the show is really good, uh, worth a watch if you like spooky stuff, if you like Mike if you if you like the Flanniverse, they are calling his stuff the Flanniverse. I don't know if that means he will end up interconnecting all of his stories but there's a trailer if you go to the midnight club section on Netflix and you scroll down to the very bottom where they like put all the trailers there's a little trailer that shows little clips of every of his shows and they call it the Flaniverse it's kind of kind of weird but great show recommend
0: that is super weird yeah <laughs> that's what i thought you were going to recommend by the way
3: i know that's why i didn't want you to say it
0: um we are about one month away from this game's sequel so i'm going to recommend 2018's god of war 2018's god of war is a game that has become one of my favorite games of all time it is incredible how they were able to transform the character kratos in this because his original games he was you know a very like masculine like blood, sex kind of character. He didn't really have any depth to him. His depth was all just like tragedy and then murder. That was basically the the two sides of his character. Um, and he is incredibly emotionally depth. He has incredible emotional depth in this, uh, this new iteration, 2018's God of War. Uh, it is such an incredible experience. I highly recommend anyone to experience it because we are just under a month away from god of war ragnarok which is going to be the follow-up sequel and will in- conclude the norse story that they are telling um, right now i know i was watching some i watched a whole documentary about how what they were going to do for this game and their plan is to visit multiple mythologies and the original one they were going to visit in this
3: game or in future games in future games oh okay
0: And so originally the plan for God of War 2018, it was actually going to be in Egypt and it was going to be about the Egyptian gods Ah. and they ended up going with Norse. But my guess is that they'll save that and they're going to do that. Right. That'd be so sick.
3: That's like the way cooler version of what Assassin's Creed keeps trying to do. Right. Like Assassin's Creed is like, okay, but what if in Italy? Okay. But what if in native America? Okay. But what if pirates like, your game was bad after the first one, Assassin's Creed. Sorry for you stands out there. I'm probably talking directly to Cody. <laughs>
0: That's messed up. Watch <laughs> what you say about the. Well, when was game. the last time you played an Assassin's Creed game?
3: Uh, one of the twos. Since there's three versions of Assassin's Creed Two,
0: they re modeled what their game is like in Assassin's Creed Origins, which is the Egyptian one, Mm -hmm. actually, and it's very, very different. Hmm. It is now a very large open-world RPG. So, Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla Uh, are large open-world RPGs, and they're actually pretty good. Maybe they're better now. But but they're very different from the other ones. I got real
3: sick of those early versions after. uh, Yeah.
4: That's a really funny comparison to make because uh, clearly not the same kind of game but like when people were recommending God of War 2018 to me, it was like, no, I've played God of War. Fuck that. Then, then when I finally played the God of War 2018, it's like, okay, so this is an entirely different game that yeah. just happens to have the same main character. It, and I, I will back up that recommendation. I liked it a lot.
0: And talk about a game that has incredible music. Mm-hmm. It has this really interesting art style as far as camera work is concerned. Like Its cinematography is they do this thing where they everything is shot from one camera for the entire game, and that camera never changes. So when you were doing big sweeping shots, the camera will move, it'll take the big sweeping shot, and then it'll put you back into focus. But it is one camera focus for the entire game, and it's really impressive they were able to do that. It is actually pretty game. cool.
4: It's the kind of thing I yeah. don't care about, but it is objectively really, really cool. Great game. Yeah, it's really fun.
0: But I think that's going to do it for this episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective. If you would like to support the show, listen to our patron bonus episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash assembly required. Huge shout out to our Avengers level patrons, Brian, Riley, Adrian, and Michael. If you want to email the show, you can do so. Assemblyacquiredcast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at assemblycast. You can follow some of us on Twitter, ABCD Eduardo1 for me, PhilCood3 for Robbie, that's going to do it for myself, for Robbie, for Chris, and for Peaches. We love you, 3000. Bye, everybody. Excelsior. Yo, bubbly, bubbly.
1: Let me switch up the game. I drink that cone. Yeah. Step back, because I might put it on. Yeah. I go deep, so deep, till you sleep. Count sheet, wake you up from nowhere. You don't want me to show you yeah. how freak back when I ain't sober. Word of them, toe up, show up. Ain't scared to take it off. Tell the free to take it off. We are I miss where you at, and if you can't a freak a leak, better bring your ass. From East Coast, West Coast, Down South, represent your coast. Yeah, we run it, yeah we run it, y'all don't want it Cause my coast on it. Oh, we run this, we run this. I vote a lot of rappers faking way, way too hard. Pull up at the club in a rental car, where them freaks at? Freaks at the bar, where the hard drinks are. Don't start. You won't be, don't take it that far with a superstar. I don't smoke butt, too much, and I don't give a fuck. We run this, run this, we run this. Run this. We run this oh, oh, oh. It don't matter where you're from, it's where you're at. And if you came a freak a leak, better bring your hats, fucker. We run this, run this, run this, we run this. Run this. We run this oh, oh, oh. Represent your coast and act like you know. Know how to act for you, step your two feet in the door.